Welcome to Novell Sales Talk. I'm your host, Aaron Quill. And I'm Ron Terry. And today in the studio, we have Jason D. Jason, good morning. Good morning, guys. So Jason, today we asked you to talk to us about some of the disaster recovery capabilities we have in some of our plate spin products. Yeah, definitely. Uh, disaster recovery is a key focus area for us here at PlateSpin, and it's actually one of our uh, most strategic investment uh, areas as well from a product standpoint. So what can we do with disaster recovery, or what are some of the current issues that customers are having with their current disaster recovery solutions? Well, when it comes to disaster recovery, after some market research, if you will, those of us at PlateSpin, we really identified a really interesting need or a really interesting hole in that market that we set out to try to fill. So when you look at disaster recovery, or traditional disaster recovery is how I like to talk about it, customers and, and organizations, they really have one of two choices. At the high end, for those with very large budgets, or perhaps uh, those with workloads that are simply mission critical, absolutely cannot have any downtime, are what I consider hardware mirroring-based solutions. So you take your application, you take the server that it's running on, and you simply mirror it onto two, three, four, maybe five servers. Uh, sometimes this is called clustering from a site-to-site -site standpoint. Some people would consider that a hot site. At the end of the day, it's really probably the best way to protect your infrastructure, but it's also the most expensive way. So anytime you've multiplied your infrastructure cost, obviously, you know, you've multiplied your infrastructure cost. On the other end of the spectrum, really the only other choice in the world of disaster recovery is simply backup. Backup has been around since the days of probably punch card technology. And with backup, all you're really doing is taking all of the data associated with your workloads and dumping it somewhere, dumping it into magnetic tape or even dumping it into some uh, disk-based imaging products. The challenge there is not so much cost because those products are all fairly mature and fairly reasonable cost. The challenge there is instead performance, specifically the performance of recovery or recovery time or RTO, to use the DR lingo. Tape backups take forever to get back up and running into a usable format. I actually even went to a trade show one time and I saw a tape backup vendor with a marketing brochure that said, 30% of the time you will be able to recover from our tape backups. That's terrible. And in between those two endpoints of traditional backup and hardware-based mirroring, you know, here at PlateSpin we see a, really a tremendous opportunity, or at least a tremendous need from a customer standpoint for something that's a little bit more cost-effective, something that costs a little bit more like a backup technology, but frankly performs much, much better than what a backup technology can offer. And with virtualization and with some of the technologies that we bring at PlateSpin, we believe we've solved that challenge with uh, our two products, PlateSpin Protect and PlateSpin Forge. So I'm, of course, familiar with clustering. I'm familiar with tape backups and some of the problems. You mentioned one of the problems that you're dealing with a physical thing, a tape that have a tendency to go bad and be affected by environmental controls and stuff. But you also have some of the issues with the restore time, like you mentioned, where if you've got a server that crashed and you've got to restore from tape, before you can even start to restore, typically you've got to install kind of a base OS on that machine, get the OS up and running, and then get the tape backup software running to finally even be able to start your install. How is that whole experience different if you use some of the PlateSpin disaster recovery products? Yeah, that's correct. So the, the challenges of tape are, are really based around the processes and all of the, the many steps that are required to take a tape and actually get it back up into a running state. And really we solve that problem with virtualization technology. So we take all of the workflow that a user would be used to in terms of taking the server that they want to back up and pointing it to a location to back up to. We kind of flip it on its head by changing the file format, if you will, of what we're backing up into. So rather than backing up into a static tape or backing up into some type of static image format, instead we're backing up into a virtual machine. The difference with a virtual machine is simply a container of data, much like any other file format. 
But virtual machines also have the personality traits or the personalization traits of a real server. And what that means in the case of disaster recovery is instead of having to go through three, four, five, six steps to recover a tape or an image, with a virtual machine, you simply identify the virtual machine you need and you power it on, greatly reducing the amount of effort and time required to recover from a disaster. If you uh, kind of look at the other argument of comparing what we do versus traditional clustering, in a sense, again, virtualization is the magic technology. Instead of mirroring something, mirroring a piece of hardware with another piece of hardware, we're essentially mirroring a piece of hardware with much, much cheaper hardware by using virtual infrastructure. So by using virtual technology, we can take maybe 10, 15, 20 physical servers and back them up or mirror them, if you will, in a sense, to one virtual machine host container, obviously being much more cost effective than having 10 or 15 backup environment. So kind of taking the best of both worlds and combining them. Jason, can you give me an idea what a typical scenario looks like with the Platespin disaster recovery products? Yeah, sure. So a typical scenario with Platespin disaster recovery uh, product, uh, let's use Platespin Protect as an example, we would have a customer running a physical, a primarily physical, or, or perhaps a mixed physical and virtual data center at their primary location. They would have a disaster recovery site, perhaps, uh, maybe five miles down the road, 10 miles down the road depending on what their uh, regulatory compliance would require. And in that site, uh, it really would be a tiny version of their production site. Instead of having the equivalent amount of physical infrastructure that they would in their production environment, simply having a, a small footprint of virtual infrastructure hosting the Platespin Protect product and also hosting the virtual machine backups. Once that infrastructure was set up, Platespin Protect would simply be pointed back to the production data center, uh, pointed to the specific server workloads that were to be protected. And Platespin Protect at that point would create those virtual machine backups on the DR site. And actually, based on a user configured schedule, would keep those virtual machine backups up to date. So, depending on what the, the needs or requirements of that user or that workload would be, you know, perhaps those virtual machines could be backed up uh, every half an hour or perhaps a, a longer interval, like every few days or every week. And these backups that you're pulling into, these virtual machine backups, they're not running. They're like offline, but you're still being able to sync the information into those while they're not running, correct? That's correct, Ron. So you're 100% correct. So much like in the world of, of backup technologies, you know, backing up to some type of offline static image format or tape backup format, there's no concern around licensing costs or duplicate licensing costs because they simply are backups. And that's the case with Platespin Protect as well. We're backing up into offline virtual machines, which for all intents and purposes are simply backup archives that simply have a, a little bit of a, a twist associated with them when you go to recover. So now we've taken several of our physical hardware servers, a couple of our virtual machines, we pointed it to protect, we've been backing up. Now what happens when I have a server failure? Uh, so when you have a server failure, really from a user perspective, it's as simple as simply identifying the individual servers that have failed that you need to recover, or uh, perhaps if it's the entire site, identifying the entire site and simply booting all of those virtual machine backups. Uh, so again, instead of having to procure or identify a bunch of recovery hardware and reinstall a bunch of operating systems and applications to deploy backup data. With uh, Platespin Protect, you simply point at the virtual machines that you need up and running because uh, something has happened to the production workloads and simply boot them up and place them into the network location that would be appropriate to be able to take over the work being done by the servers that had failed. So they really take over that full server's identity, its IP address. It is just like the production server that was up and running before the crash, right? That is correct. And, and all of that configuration of, uh, of uh, the personalization and network settings of that workload so that it is running in place of the failed server, 
that is something that, again, we automate through the Platespin Protect product. Okay, so we've had this crash. Protect notified me that there was a crash. It brought up our server that crashed as a virtual machine. Where do I go from there? Because I don't want to leave it running as a virtual machine. Yeah, where you go from there is actually, again, something that's fairly unique to us in our process. We have this great technology built into our product that allows us to migrate workloads anywhere to anywhere. So unique to Platespin versus a lot of other options in the world of disaster recovery, we actually give you a round trip, if you will, when it comes to disaster recovery. You're not stuck in the DR location once you want to move back to business as usual. With Platespin Protect, once you have uh, rebuilt, recovered, or perhaps ordered new server hardware for your production facility, uh, you can simply, again, through Platespin Protect, migrate back those virtual machines that have been running as the band-aid, if you will, back out into your production environment. And again, that production environment can be net new hardware that uh, is different or better than your failed hardware or even a virtual environment, whatever it is that you choose to deploy into your production world. So you talked about two different products now. You've talked about Protect and you've talked about Forge. What, what's the difference between those? How are they related? Really, uh, from a relation standpoint, they're sort of sister products or brother products, if you will. Functionally, they do offer the same capabilities to our customers. That is the ability to take production physical and virtual workloads and back them up, if you will, into virtual machines and keep those backup virtual machines up to date. Uh, the difference really is in packaging. One of the challenges of virtual infrastructure and being able to deploy virtual infrastructure and deploy Platespin Protect as a disaster recovery solution is it does imply that you not only have virtual infrastructure available, but also the expertise to be able to configure that virtual infrastructure to create virtual DR. Uh, for customers that perhaps are a little bit more constrained from a resource standpoint, whether manpower or uh, virtual infrastructure, we offer Platespin Forge, which is a pre-configured hardware appliance. So we've taken all the components that would be required to be able to deploy an enterprise class virtual backup solution for your physical and virtual workloads. And we've prepackaged it as a product that's as simple as really plug in and protect. So out of the box, it includes not only all of the server and storage hardware that would be required for that type of solution, but obviously all of the pre-configured Platespin software, as well as a pre-built or built-in virtual hypervisor environment as well. So it's really ready to go for any customers who are really constrained in terms of resources, and we feel it's uh, kind of the ideal fit for uh, the SMB customers that we do have and that we do reach. How about scaling? Um, in the case of Protect versus Forge, it sounds like Forge is more of a scale-out type of model where Protect, because you control your own infrastructure, you could even scale up because you could buy bigger boxes, more powerful, more storage. Would that be a true statement? Yeah, that's correct. And again, it speaks to really the two market segments that the two products speak to. To your point, Ron, Forge is kind of a, a scale-out type of product. If you do need more capacity in your disaster recovery environment, and perhaps you're just running one Forge appliance today, you can simply buy one or two more Forge appliances. But at a certain point, and a certain type of customer or a certain type of user really would like to bring in the expertise to be able to configure their own virtual cluster to run our product onto. And in that case, and at that scale, really Platespin Protect is the ideal product in that Platespin Protect can simply be deployed out into as sophisticated of a virtual environment as you want to create. So Jason, we recently made updates to both Protect and to Forge. I believe Protect's now at 10.1 and Forge is at 3.1. What are the changes that came with this new release? Yeah, that's correct. It's uh, We just recently announced the latest versions of both products. As you said, Platespin Protect 10.1 and Platespin Forge 3.1. And we've made some significant maturity enhancements, if you will, to both product lines. Really in the world of disaster recovery, universal in the world of the data center, we've identified that the biggest bottleneck and sometimes the biggest cost concern 
is associated with the network. As such, with both products, we've introduced user-configurable bandwidth throttling and compression capabilities so that users can now tune down or tune up the usage of their network and their bandwidth usage uh, to be able to, again, deploy a cost-effective disaster recovery solution not only from a server and storage infrastructure standpoint, but more importantly from a network standpoint as well. The other thing that we've introduced to both products is also support for Novell's Open Enterprise Server 2 or OES 2 operating system. So now all of our uh, loyal Novell customers running workloads like GroupWise or iFolder can also use Platespin Protect or Platespin Forge as a viable disaster recovery solution now too. Great, Jason. Thanks for taking time to sit down with Ron and I and talk to us about some of the disaster recovery options with Platespin products. Yeah, anytime. It's always a pleasure, Aaron. Thanks. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalk at novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.